Hi everyone, Dan Cassidy here. Welcome to Top of the Morning on the UBS Market Moves podcast channel. Today our conversation will revisit the muni market and how the asset class has performed relative to broader fixed income assets and in light of the current rate environment. We will also cover some portfolio themes to consider, spotlight how the U.S. toll system has fared during the pandemic period and more. Joining me here on the line for the conversation today, glad to welcome back Kathleen McNamara, Senior Municipal Strategist for the Americas with the UBS Chief Investment Office. So Kathleen, good morning to you. Thank you for joining us on the podcast and looking forward to our conversation today. Good morning, Dan, and thanks for having me back on Top of the Morning. Absolutely. So, Kathleen, it might be hard to believe, but we are quickly closing in on the conclusion of the first quarter here in 2021. So, if we take a step back and reflect on performance within the muni space relative to that of the broader fixed income asset class here to date, what can you share with us there and taking into account the recent spike in bond yields we've been seeing? Oh, sure, Dan. I'm happy to. And it's funny you said that because I was thinking the same exact thing. It's hard to believe that the first quarter of 2021 is almost at a close here. Um, but anyway, um, munis have actually held up pretty well uh, thus far in 2021. You know, despite the sharp increase in rate volatility that you just mentioned, tax-exempt munis have performed much better than their taxable fixed-income counterparts. On a year-to-date basis, tax-exempts are registering only a slight negative return of a half of a percent while other fixed-income asset classes have witnessed much steeper losses. For example, a basket of U.S. Treasury securities as well as corporate debt have each fallen by over 4% year-to-date. So that's a pretty big difference. We attribute the better results seen on munis to the very strong technicals that were in place during the first seven weeks of 2021. And what I mean by that is that on the supply front, in the first two months of the year, the pace of tax-exempt issuance was down by 25% compared to one year earlier. That's significant. At the same time, demand for munis remained pretty strong. Uh, When we looked at the pace of inflows to muni mutual funds, they were pretty robust for that first seven months of the year. Maybe we can stick with the rise in bond yields for a few more moments. I know that has captured investor attention over the past few weeks. I'm curious, though, specifically how this spike in bond yields has been impacting investment flows into munis. Sure, Dan. I mean, yeah, absolutely. The rise in bond yields has garnered a lot of attention from our investors. To put some numbers around that, the 10-year U.S. Treasury yield has climbed by about 70 basis points now on a year-to-date basis. At the same time, the AAA 10-year Muni benchmark yield was pulled higher, but at less magnitude. In this instance, Muni high-grade yields have climbed by about 40 basis points, as an example. The move to higher rates did cause a reversal in fund flows, as it often does. However, the outflow that we saw was short-lived. We witnessed inflows to Muni mutual funds for eight straight weeks in 2021, before seeing a reversal to outflows in that first week of March. But since that time, we've seen money flowing back into tax exempts, reflecting the more stable U.S. Treasury rate environment. Very interesting to hear about how the spike in bond yields has impacted investor participation within the space. Uh, Maybe one topic we can follow up on, Kathleen. I know since we last spoke, President Biden signed into law the landmark American Rescue Plan Act, which carries with it a staggering $1.9 trillion price tag. So based on that, Kathleen, what are the implications of this bill to municipalities across the country? Uh, Sure, Dan. I mean, this bill 
bill has profound implications for the municipal bond market. And what I mean by that is, you know, the act will provide $350 billion in direct aid for state and local governments. There's also $129 billion for K-12 schools and another $40 billion for colleges and universities. Congress also allocated $30 billion for mass transit agencies and $8 billion in spending for airports. This is significant. Bear in mind, this is the first COVID relief bill that includes direct aid to state and local governments. You may recall that this line item kept getting left out of all the previous rounds of stimulus due to partisan disagreement. Now that the aid is on its way to public finance entities, we believe that this capital boost is a a very positive development for municipal credit quality. Muni credit quality is apt to be lifted across almost every sector. We are likely to see some credit rating upgrades follow. We've already seen rating agencies lift some of their sector outlooks. Most recently, Moody's revised its airport sector outlook to stable from negative based on employment levels and expected growth. We also saw the rating agencies just in the early part of this week raise their outlook on U.S. college and university debt to stable from negative, and that change was based on their expectation that institutions will see, see some improved revenue over the next 12 to 18 months. That said, the aid doesn't solve every problem, of course. I mean, pension funding challenges for certain issuers will remain a concern, and that risk bears monitoring. Well, it sounds like there are quite a few notable implications of this bill to munis, so thank you, Kathleen, for highlighting those for us. I want to maybe talk about some allocation within the asset class for a few moments. So within this month's Municipal Market Guide, as you do each month, you do highlight some muni-related portfolio themes. So in light of the environment that we're in today, Today, as you highlighted for us towards the top of our conversation, what are some specific themes you can share with us for this month? Oh, sure, Dan. I mean, in our, in our report, we talk about the fact that we see the muni market now at a crossroads, where investor concern regarding credit conditions have given way to a preoccupation over the impact of higher rates. The economic recovery combined with the dovish Fed means that the trend for interest rates is higher. So against that backdrop, we do still see some value in high-yield munis including the lower-rated triple-B segment of the investment-grade space. We believe that the higher yields that can still be found on high-yield munis provide a cushion against gradual price declines reflecting rising rates. As a point of reference, spreads on high-yield munis now sit at about 250 basis points. That remains elevated compared to the pre-pandemic levels seen in February 2020, which were as tight as 200 basis points. And in terms of investment-grade munis, uh, we still see some pockets of opportunities in the sectors that initially lagged in the recovery. Higher education, hospitals, and transportation are some examples. At the same time, in the municipal market guide, as you point out, we talk about opportunities for taxable fixed income mandates. In that space, we still like taxable munis incremental yield opportunity versus Treasury security benchmarks and diversification benefits. As a point of reference, taxable muni debt in the AA rated space 
now trades at roughly 30 basis points to 70 basis points over U.S. Treasury benchmarks. So we still think that there's opportunity there. So a few themes, ideas there that investors may want to consider for their portfolios within the mini space. So thank you, Kathleen, for walking us through that. Maybe one final topic we can hit on. And I know on a monthly basis, we do like to dedicate some of our time during the podcast to talk about the Spotlight article within the Muni Market Guide. And this ties right into the title, which is On the Road Again, which has a optimistic tone. I hope I did not give too much away there. But the article talks about the impacts of the pandemic to the nation's toll system. So Kathleen, how has the toll road sector fared during what has been a challenging period for travel? Dan, we have seen the toll road sector handle the stress of COVID-19 reasonably well in the absence of any direct federal stimulus. For example, none of the 28 issuers that CIO maintains coverage on has been downgraded by either Standard and Poor's or Moody's since the start of the pandemic. Bear in mind that operators of toll facilities typically have strong earnings, and they also maintain strong liquidity, which can help them manage through unforeseen events and or pay for capital improvement projects. They can usually implement toll increases and cut current expenses or delay long-term capital improvement projects to maintain a healthy financial profile. That being said, all toll road facilities are not created equal with respect to risk to the investor. But the good news is that as we wrote in this month's edition of our Municipal Market Guide, we conclude that the sector as a whole has performed relatively well from a credit standpoint in the face of adversity. Thank you, Kathleen. And of course, do encourage our listeners and clients to read further into the spotlight this month if they're interested, again, within the Municipal Market Guide. Though, Kathleen, thank you for joining us today for a performance update on the muni market, a look at some portfolio opportunities within the asset class for investors to consider in light of the current environment, and looking forward to picking back up our muni conversation with you next month. Thanks very much, Dan. Have a great day. You as well. Thank you, Kathleen. And again, today we have been joined by Kathleen McNamara, Senior Municipal Strategist for the Americas with the UBS Chief Investment Office. As a reminder to our clients and listeners, the UBS Chief Investment Office does author a variety of publications and blogs that touch on timely market developments, asset classes, and portfolio allocation. These resources can be located up on UBS.com forward slash CIO, and that includes the publication that Kathleen has been referencing during our conversation today, the monthly municipal market guide. The most recent edition is on the road again, so that's now available up on UBS.com forward slash CIO. If you are a client of UBS, you can contact your financial advisor if you would like to receive a copy of Municipal Market Guide directly, or if you would like to learn more about the topics covered on today's podcast. Top of the Morning is part of the UBS Market Moves podcast channel, which is available where podcasts are found, including on iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Pandora. Visit UBS.com forward slash studios to view the entire podcast offering, as well as the new UBS trending video series. From UBS Studios, I'm Dan Cassidy. Thank you for joining us.
UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at UBS.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at UBS.com forward slash CIO disclaimer.